Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Is he responding yet? Crash Panda? I'm asking if he's responded yet. I know, we're on the air. I'm just wondering if we're all here. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Grody. Saturday Suckage. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi. Were you worried I wasn't going to be here? Yeah, I guess Trash Panda came on and said, okay, Grody's supposed to be on. He says he's on, but he's not responding to me. Yeah, you're ignoring me. Is that sort of your... Your dating life experiences? Is that mirroring it? Or are we dealing with the need for therapy? So I just thought I'd ask if he responded to him yet. So hi, Mark. Hi, I'm here. Yes, I'm responding. I like to play a little game since we <laughs> broadcast from home, and that's how close can I get sort of the right to the start of the show before I plug in? So I don't oh. have to, but right, I don't have to have one second extra with my earbuds stuffed in my ears than I have to. So it's a little game I like to play, Steve. And today, I scared our producer, apparently. Yes, but I was saying hello, and he wasn't responding to me. Well, so, no, I, I, I responded to you. You didn't respond to me. Well, Now, now, girls, you're both Adam, pretty. Cut it I out. I didn't hear you. <laughs> uh, but here we are. Okay. Everything's hey. fine. Settle down. Stop yelling. Should we restart the show? No. No, because I need to pick up from what happened last week, and we didn't get to cover it, amazingly. Like, we don't do anything interesting. Quit yelling. We don't do anything that convoluted, but I need to know, Mark, yeah. where's Dave the cat, and why does he hide when we do radio? Yeah, it's so funny you say that, because he he was just in here, sleeping on top of my backpack, and as soon as we started the show, he's, oh, he's standing, uh, he is right now, Dave the cat is standing on the counter right near the coffee and staring at the refrigerator. So I don't know what's going on with him. He shouldn't be up. Well, I don't really care. He can do what he wants. Is Dave part of the WB club? Is he sort of tripping out, expecting the refrigerator to look like Fantasia? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's looking for his stash. Maybe his stash is behind the coffee pot. I don't know. I don't know what he does. (laughs) All right. Well, you hadn't figured this out, people. This is Saturday Suckage. 
We're broadcasting from the Scores uh, Hyundai. Yeah. We're broadcasting from the Scores Hyundai Studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers. We have quite the quite the show today. Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He'll be here at eleven twenty. Packers and and the Bucks and Bears fans are really caught. Like the team they hate versus yet another Tom Brady Super Bowl. This is really a vexing kind of thing. Uh, he'll be here at eleven twenty. We'll talk about that with him. Rick Camp. The scores pregame, postgame, the Bulls radio concierge, and we're going to talk to him about suddenly a team that has won three in a row, and and we will see, and now they have the Lakers tonight. JJ Stankovitz will be here at 12:40. Um, always one of our favorites, and he got done wrong by the local cable outlet that doesn't know squat about reporting and just chews up good people and is really an embarrassment to any kind of credible reporting, NBC Sports Chicago. And we will do What Mark Heard, and we will do What Are You Doing, Wagner. And we will replay the interview that Bruce and Craig did with Billy Williams. Craig, yes. Craig, that is friend about Billy Williams' friend Henry Arm. But first, (laughs) let's start with this Mark Grody, Bears reporter. The Bears have a new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. So he will be replacing Chuck Pagano. Now, they've gone through this process where we had heard names, you know, what's true, what's not, what's serious, what's not, I don't know. Aaron Glenn, Saints secondary coach. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, Colts defensive backs coach. Uh, James Betcher, a former defensive coordinator for the Giants and Cardinals. And Mike Singletary, and that clearly that could, I hope to God there was never anything serious. That was just doing a favor for a friend, trying to keep his name alive and hoping to keep his pants up in the interim. Anyways, they selected Sean Desai, Bears safeties coach. So I need you to clarify this for me. The guy in charge of Eddie Jackson sucking worse this year than last year when he devolved from an all-pro or Pro Bowl safety. The guy in charge of the safety who never gave the Bears as big a game as his mouth is now in charge of the whole defense. Do I have that right, Mark? You do have that right, but you could also, if you'd like, and this is like the life of a assistant coach in the NFL, getting uh-huh. blame and getting praise. You could also say that, hey, he was around in 2018 when Eddie Jackson was all pro, and he was awesome. And even in 2019, he was still good, and Sean Desai was around. So you can spin it either way, I suppose. But, yeah, if that's the take you'd like, then that's fine. Well, I I fear that only because I, I the player has – and an immense amount of responsibility. And the Athletic did a really good job of explaining that Sean Desai claimed that Jackson's dip in production was partially because opposing quarterbacks stayed away from him. But the last couple of years have been very similar. He has, he has two interceptions total the last two years. Both of them came in 2019. So Eddie, Eddie Jackson bears a lot of responsibility for sucking. Same as Robert Quinn. So... Who's the bigger, if you're talking about a project for Sean Desai and we're putting a face on it, is it Eddie Jackson or is it Robert Quinn as you see the defense, Mark? Hmm. You know what? I am going to say getting Eddie Jackson back to being a big-time playmaker is more important because he's going to be around longer. He is still part of the core. Eddie Jackson is young. You spent a lot of money on him. Not that you didn't spend a ton of dough on Robert Quinn as well. But I think that like Eddie Jackson is still young enough where you can mold him and teach him new tricks and be a teacher, whereas Robert Quinn is not. You know, He's not at that age where he's... I mean, I'm sure he's a good student and all of that, but once you start to get a little older in your career, you do things your way and you accept coaching and all of that, but maybe you're not as moldable as somebody like Eddie Jackson is. And, you know, watching the way Eddie Jackson played this year, it it does seem that a lot of it was on him 
and not necessarily on Sean Desai or Chuck Pagano or any of those guys, just because there's so, there are too many times where I saw Eddie Jackson just not being involved in the tackle, not being a willing participant, kind of a you know a half a half-assed attempt to strip the ball sometimes, but just not be a part of things, and maybe thinking that all his job to do was to attempt to intercept the ball, and that's great, but the other stuff sort of took a sink uh, this year for Eddie Jackson. I'll say this about the Sean Desai thing. Like, anybody that asks me right now, hey, what do you think about Sean Desai as the new defensive coordinator? I have no idea, no idea what Sean Desai (laughs) is going to be like as the D.C. None of us do, and nobody can say that they have any Mm -hmm. idea because he has been very buried within the Bears' defensive coaching system. I mean, here's a guy who was quality control coach for a few years, and then the safeties coach, and a safeties coach that we didn't hear from a whole lot. Um, We know that he is super smart. You know, he's got an undergrad degree in philosophy. He's got a master's degree. Um, He's got a doctoral in educational administration. I mean, it's like in The Departed. You're an astronaut. You're you're not a cop. You're not a a statey. You're an astronaut, kid. Um, so that's Sean Desai. He, he should be in the, the, the potted. So I kind of, I mean, you're definitely taking a risk. That's what this is. Um, and you know, I kind of like the idea of taking a risk cause I'd prefer that. Like none of those, you mentioned those other names, like none of those other names really moved the meter. I didn't know much about those guys. They tried to bring back the old head coach who was satisfied to be a defensive coordinator and Chuck Pagano. So they did that. So I didn't need you know, another recirculation of a coach. So I think it's interesting, but it's a chance. It's a big time risk that they are taking, putting Sean Desai in charge of it all. He comes with great recommendations from a lot of guys in terms of his smarts, in terms of what his part in the Bears, his ability to, you know, teach X's and O's. But we'll see. We'll see. The idea that anybody else who would with great credentials would have come in when it looks like it's a win or die year or that, that, that you're, you're the re, remember when Mike Martz took the job with Lovey, there was nobody else who was going to take it when everybody thought Lovey was on his last year of his contract and like, yep, you're yep. not going to, I'm not, th- that's what this looks like. Yeah. Matt Nagy has got a, got a winner. He's going to go and Ryan Pace is already out the door and should have been, except the bears are just simply a, a, a a clown college of an organization. But from the outside, that's what it looks like. So that's why you saw the names that were considered. And the promotion from within, I, I have no problem with that. They, they know more about Sean Desai than they know about anybody else I would imagine. Now, the problem is Sean Desai has been around and as the safety coach. So the veterans looking at this guy doing the defensive coordinator job for the first time, you would think there's enough respect there, enough self-respect with players themselves to do this. I just don't know how this works. I don't know how it will work. And like you said, we haven't seen him do this, but the, but the dealing with veteran players and knowing there's an urgency to this year to win or you're in a heap of trouble, you're out the door is is very dependent on veterans showing their belief and support and then the younger players like say Jalen Johnson following it don't you think yeah absolutely no doubt about it I mean they've got a he does have to get these guys to buy in it seems like from everybody that I've spoken to players and guys inside Hallis Hall that there's a ton of respect for Sean Desai and his work ethic. And not just that, but guys actually vouching for his actual ability to, you know, at the X's and O's, to help to design a defense, teach defense, which is obviously the most important part. All the... All the smart stuff, like, that's great. Like, that's cool to talk about. You know, uh, a undergrad in philosophy and political science and a minor in biology just for the hell of it. And then, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the doctorate in education. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's, it's like, yeah, uh, you got to have a minor too. You know what? Let's do biology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Real good. 
Um, so, and this is the interesting part about Sean Desai is a relative rarity is that he didn't play, you know? Um, so again, that's another reason that veterans could look at him side-eyed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that he's been around enough and has shown enough to those veterans that they respect him. That's just the feeling that. I've gotten. I talked to him once this year, one on one, and that was like week three of the season or so. So the body of work and you know the Eddie Jackson season, as you were talking about, and to Sean Gibson, like we talked about those two guys, but and you know he he was impressive, but it was just kind of a, a generic interview, and that's that's on me more than anything. So I have not gotten a really good chance to know his philosophies, obviously not anticipating that he was going to be named defensive coordinator, but you know, I do, I like the way he talks and, and like I said, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's pretty obvious that whether it was Chuck Pagano's fault or not, defense took a step back under him. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing for Pagano, the reason I liked the Pagano hiring at the time is because his predecessor was Vic Fangio. So you needed a credible face walking through Hallis Hall, like with those veterans and those stars, you had to have somebody, as you said, Steve, that they would respect. So that's why I like the Pagano hiring. But for whatever reason, the Bears defense took a step back on his watch. So why not try something different? Roll the dice on Sean Desai. And if he doesn't work, then there'll be somebody else in there next year. There'll be a lot of somebody else's in there next year, and they'll have to compete with the Packers, who are, again, the cream of the crop, and they're they're playing on home field. And we're going to talk Packers-Bucks with someone who covers the Packers. Um, the Maybe it'll be enlightening to the Bears' ownership, how things work up there, where you're, just, you're always competing and you're in championship games and you act like a heritage franchise. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Yeah. He's Mark Rohde. This is Saturday Suckage. Yeah, we're talking Bears. Of course it's Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. The Bears. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Rodgers takes, fakes the handoff, looks to throw, lofts it down the middle. Listen, he's got it, and he's gone! He is gone! Touchdown! The Packers! 
That was Wayne Larrabee, WTMJ, the highlight. And that could have been any Bears-Packer game that Aaron Rodgers played in with the dagger. There's always a dagger, and the Bears never have the dagger. Welcome and welcome back to Saturday Suckage. We're going to go to the guest hotline brought to you by Alpamani Nissan. We're going to welcome in from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Tom Silverstein, He covers the Packers. They'll be going to yet another conference championship game. This one will be in Lambeau, Aaron Rodgers' first. And it seemed like a big deal for him. I don't know how many fans will be allowed in, but is this a big deal, Tom? Thanks for coming on today. Is this a big deal and why? Well, I think it's a big deal uh, for him. In, in that he's never gotten a chance to to win one at home. But, you know, it's also not a big deal because there's going to be 6,500 people there, or maybe up to, I guess, up to 9,000 maybe. And it's just not the same as it would be in any other year, uh, you know, with the celebration they would have if they won. Uh, I... You know everything's so different this year that I don't know how to how to really um, put it in perspective because the whole COVID thing it's just been an odd year. <laughs> that is for sure, Tom. Um, let me ask you another: Does it matter? Question: Does it matter that the Packers lost to Tampa Bay thirty-eight to ten back on October eighteenth? What are what are the Packers players saying about that? Well, it does matter. I don't know if that's uh, a benefit to Tampa or a benefit to Green Bay. I don't think it's a benefit to Green Bay. I mean, they got their butts kicked down there, and a lot of things got exposed. Uh, And a lot of us thought that that was going to be the exposure of Matt LaFleur's offense, that Mm. teams were going to follow that. But it didn't turn out that way. And... Uh, they're playing better than they were then, and and I don't know. It it could be a decent matchup. I, I do think that that defense uh, attacks all of the weaknesses that the Packers have. You know, uh, their offensive line is playing really well, but they're missing their all-pro left tackle, David Bakhtiari, and that has a little bit of a trickle-down effect. And then... Uh, Rogers, you know, under pressure, these older guys do not like pressure. And so <laughs> guys get in their face in the cold weather. And I mean, it's the same way with Brady. The Packers have to fit, figure out a way to get some pressure on him. We're talking with Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Packers, Bucks, playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl. So the, the Bucks are this warm-weather team, but they have a cold-weather quarterback who has performed incredibly well in cold weather. He's sort of used to whatever you're going to get. What are the conditions going to be like? And what, if any kind of playbook, when you talk about getting pressure on Brady, what can that Milwaukee or the what can that Green Bay defense defensive line do? Because Tampa Bay can they can show you they can run the ball. And that, any team that can run the ball makes play action so much more dangerous for both of these quarterbacks. So yeah. what is it what is it Green Bay can do to 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 Tom Brady or the rest of these guys that are used to the others who are used to playing in warm weather? Well there's a couple of things. You know, Mike Petton, uh the Packers defense coordinator, was on the New York Jets staff, Rex Ryan's staff, when the Jets used to have some pretty pretty competitive games with the Patriots and they recognized that, you know, varying their blitzes and putting pressure on Brady and then getting up on his wide receivers and jamming them at the line of scrimmage was a way to uh, at least compete with them. And what happened was that, um, you know, over time the Jets didn't have the same talent so I don't know if the Packers have the talent to do that, but they do have a really good nose tackle in Kenny Clark, 
And they have the ability to move the Darius Smith around into the middle. And I think that's what you got to do. You've got to pressure Brady up the middle. You can't let him step up in the pocket and have room to kind of move side to side. You have to go right at him up the middle. So I think that's what they're going to try to do. And then as far as the weather, I, I don't think it's going to be all that cold. I, I think the one factor that will be in the Packers' favor is that the footing they know the footing in the, in that place, and it, it can get pretty slippery, especially when it snows, and then they pull the tarp off. You have to know which cleats to wear and what parts of the field are slicker than others. So that might be their one advantage, I would think. And, and they will allow some fans in, right? Isn't that right, Tom? Yes. Um, so 6500 paid, and then I think like another 2000 of um, first responders and, um, you know, frontline people yeah yeah no that makes a lot of sense um Aaron Rodgers this year man I mean he's definitely headed for the the MVP I think he is the front runner at the age of 37 he has made at least this year Jordan Love obsolete even though we were everybody was hyper over him being drafted number 26 overall for the Packers this year would Aaron Rodgers ever admit that he was motivated by the fact that the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, and you know he has he's sort of um, alluded to that, but something he he's talked more about finding some kind of peace in his life that he's sort of uh, off the field, kind of um, just just centered himself, grounded himself a little bit more. And I don't know if that had to do with his breakup with Danica Patrick or, or what, but he's talked about it a lot and that, you know, he's not the same guy. Um, and, and I mean, you see that off the field. I don't, I don't see a big difference on the field other than I think he's kind of given in to Matt LaFleur's, offense. I don't think he did that last year. I think he wanted a, a bigger say and he wanted them to do things they were doing under McCarthy and and it was kind of a hodgepodge. And then this year I think he LaFleur kind of convinced him that this offense could be really good for him. And I think he finally just agreed to do it. And I think that's what's helped him more than anything. Tom Silverstein is our guest, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We're talking Packers and Bucks. So it seems to me uh, the the one thing that has te- helped Aaron Rodgers become even greater is the running game, and that makes play action even better. And he's just he now they've got shots of him smirking at the offensive line as he looks over the defense. AJ Dillon seems for me the key to that, especially if the Bucks are serious about putting the uh, man mountain that is Vita Via in the in the middle of that defensive line. AJ Dillon's health, where does that rank on a on a list of Packers concerns and how close how solid is he? How much do you believe that he's gonna play? Well, just based on the bit we can watch in practice, uh it seemed like he was running fine. I think he just got a Charlie horse. You know, he it was a play in which it was a bad handoff and he ended up fumbling and he just got drilled in the thigh. Now how he could injure a thigh. I don't know if you've ever seen the size of his thighs, but uh, he's like Earl Campbell-esque. And uh, how he can injure that, I don't know. But I think he's fine. I I think as as big as um, a factor as he is, it still comes down to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is he, he's what makes their offense really go. When he has a big day, they have a big day. And you know, when he doesn't, then they rely too much on Devontae Adams. So I, I think Jones is, is really the key. And then Dylan, Dylan really could be kind of a, um, a third quarter, fourth quarter thing if they manage to get a lead and they could just kind of grind on, on Tampa. That might be where we see him. Hey, Tom. I want to take a little turn here with you. What has been your view and thoughts on what has been going on with the Bears, with uh, their quarterback situation, 
and where where the franchise looks to you as somebody who is watching from a short distance. Yeah, um, I wasn't surprised that they kept Matt Nagy around. Um, I was surprised that they kept Brian Pace. Uh, I thought that that was going to be a done deal. Um, I don't know. You know, they got to do something at quarterback, and they can't put all their chips on Mitch Trubisky. They just can't. I, I, I don't know how they can do it. They got to. They got to start over and figure out who. You know, whether there's a transition guy or whether they can get someone in the draft or sign someone in free agency. But he, Mitch Trubisky is never going to scare the rest of the NFC North. Um, the Packers always looked at it favorably as facing him. So, I mean, they, you know, they, they got to do something there. I think they have some tools there. Their offensive line played better late in the year. Um, but, you know, and then their defense is getting a little bit older. So I, I, I would have thought they would get a GM who would just come in and um, remake the team, start to remake the team, because it seems like they need to go in a little bit different direction. They also looked at Jay Cutler as quite favorably, too, and any quarterback prior, prior to that. What was, the last time, what was the last time the Packers just didn't Charles... look at the quarterback matchup as favorable? Well, the Packers really liked Henry Burris, so you know. I mean, <laughs> wow. He, you know, because they had him for a while. <laughs> oh, nice we kid. love Henry Bur- Burris around here. Yeah, yeah he, he was great. But you know, Nick Foles, I I don't know why they gave up on him. I've always kind of thought he was a, a gamer, but you know, it's they got to find someone to build around. I think that's that's the bottom yeah. line. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a standing headline. Yeah. It just goes on. <laughs> tell, and me on, on tell me you want to throw on. it out there. Yeah, it's it's always, it always works. So thanks for. I didn't for, just give you the uh, news flash of the year. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Breaking sweetheart, we just, yeah, sweetheart. Sometimes we just like rewrite. to confirm it. Yeah, we confirm yeah. with the outsiders. Add, yeah, yeah, glad I could add to the suckage today. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tom, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Take care. All right. Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Bears have quarterback problems. Breaking. All right. Yeah. Hey, Steve. And it was just like, you, you bring up Jay Cutler, by the way. <laughs> and 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 it was a Packer named Charles Woodson at the time. He said, just stand there and Jay will throw you the ball. And damn if he didn't. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. They, they have, the Packers have been antagonizing the Bears for years. <laughs> and it's got to stop. Um, a couple of things here. Um, I don't know. We didn't talk about this at the beginning, Steve, but Les Grobstein apparently has been found. Oh. And we're hoping to have him on the program at some point in time because he could add some some Hank Aaron layers for us, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, as it pertains to Kenny Holtzman. So we're going to get the Grobber on. And one thing, too, that we did last week on the show, Steve, and I think we should do it again because it was a lot of fun. From where are you listening right now? If you are listening to oh, Saturday we didn't Suckage, get to all that, yeah, right. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Grody, where like we had a lot of fun just asking people like, where do you listen from? Are you maybe you're driving? If you are, please stop before you text or don't voice text. activate. Right. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, you know, are you at home? What are you doing? Are you working on something and listening to us? Just tell us what you are doing while you are listening to us, wherever it might be, because we got a kick out of it. And throw your name on there, too. And we'll, we'll give you a shout-out. Right. And even if, you, if you're driving, don't use that. I have a friend who uses speaks into her watch. My friend AMS speaks into her watch. And there's two problems with that. You're still being distracted speaking into your watch and, the, and the, the, that kind of texting. And the other thing is that they don't get the words you want. And they don't spell it right, and then it looks even dumber. So don't do that. But you can do that at 312-644-6767 is the number you can text us, call us. The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And I think we'll come back with um, the new, broader, bigger, wider version of what Mark heard. Okay? Okay? All right. Okay. So we'll okay. we'll do that. What Mark heard, and then what texts he read from where you're listening to us. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Grody. Saturday suckage, like it ought to be. Chicago Sports Radio, 670. The score. 
we don't have turds on this team. It's time for What Mark Heard, a rundown of the best sound coming out of Hallis Hall this week on Saturday Suckage with Mark Brody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. <laughs> well, you did it again, Mark. We should just be doing this every week. Mark Grody, Steve Rosenblum, and before we went to break, Mark asked, so just let us know where you're listening to us from. What are you doing? What are you doing? So we have, I mean, we'll never get to all these. They go all the way back. There's like 17 pages already. Fort Wayne, I'm working, Rensselaer. And this immediately popped up, 312, listening as part of the Wake and Bake Club in River North. I'm list- And this is from 224. I'm listening on my smart speaker, getting high and playing video games. <laughs> we are such the Wake and Bake Club station. Yeah. That sounds like guess. every day off I've had in the last year. Right. And here's 312, <laughs> making lunch until Gunsmoke gun comes on. That's from Charlie. There you go. That's okay, that's so beautiful. We, uh, we, Paul in Palos Heights is cleaning his fish tank. Um, we have somebody listening near Metamora, Illinois, near Peoria. I want to give a shout out to Metamora. Hey, hey, you don't have to tell me where Metamora is. I, I did some work there. Metamora Redbirds, baby. I used to do high school basketball and football games in the area for Peoria. Peoria is the big city for for Metamora. So, oh yeah. Um, this is Don listening on radio.com from Casa Grande, Arizona. You guys suck. Perfect. Yeah, so do you for being a hell of a lot warmer than us. We're getting, we're going to get <clears throat> the season's biggest snowfall in a couple days. So up yours, Don. Uh, 773, I'm in the front room on the sofa, matching socks on the coffee table. It sucks. Delightful. Uh, 502, listening from Frankfort, Kentucky, sucking on a blunt and enjoying Saturday suckage. Former Wakanda, Illinois resident, Jeff. Sweet. All right, Love so the suckage you... from the 309, listening in normal Illinois. I'm assuming normal Illinois. While fixing yeah. my mom's microwave. Normal Tom. Right. There you go. Hey, uh, go uh, Redbirds. Yeah, go Redbirds. Metamora Redbirds, ISU Redbirds. It's a Redbird day today. 847, I'm driving to work right now. Steve's emotional support oracle tonight. I'll have to listen to him complain about people who don't wear masks. Mixed with his usual mirth and jocularity. And don't forget merriment and hijinks. All right, what did Mark hear this week? All right, let's get into what did Mark hear this week. And I'm bringing it open. Here's what I heard this week. Let's, um, we are going to be Bears heavy once again. And... Mike Lombardi is a regular guest on the Mully and Haw show just about every week during the football season. And we, since we were just talking about it with Tom Silverstein of, of who covers the Green Bay Packers and where the Bears need to go and to get, how can the Bears get to a Super Bowl level? Here's Mike Lombardi on that conundrum. I was really encouraged by the lateness of the of the season where they could actually try to run the ball. I think they've got to improve the offensive line greatly. I think the one thing when you look at the Bears team, if you want to be a, a really a Super Bowl team, you've got to have a blue-chip quarterback, you've got to have a bunch of blues and red-chip players in the offensive line, and you've got to have a blue-chip defensive rusher. you got to have those elements. You know, Everything else doesn't matter until you get that fixed, and I think that's the plan if you're Ted Phillips. All the other things are just excuses. All right, so the question becomes, Steve, and this is for you and I think for fans listening right now, are you tr- are you really prepared? Are you truly prepared and seriously wanting the Bears to go back to that run-the-ball, conservative passing game style? Like, are, Because that is the way it was trending, and it was working, and, and the offensive line, I think, is a little bit better than what Mike Lombardi was saying. But and, and I think that, yeah, I think there could be some changes at tackle this year. You might draft an offensive lineman, but are you truly prepared to go back to that conservative style of offense the Bears used to run and always have run, basically, up until they tried to do things different with Mark Trestman and then tried to do things different with Matt Nagy and didn't get good results? I'm all for anything that gets Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, gets them all, and Ted Phillips especially, gets them all fired. 
I don't. I, I I think we saw in the last two games against real teams, Packers and Saints, that the Bears' idea of whatever they thought they could do, it was done out of desperation. It was a fraud. They beat the three worst or three of the worst defenses in the league. I don't believe that Matt Nagy knows what he's doing as a head coach. I don't know. I'm convinced. It's clear Ryan Pace has no clue what he's doing at quarterback. Nothing's ever going to work with those two in those positions because of that. And and everything that happened, they were, oh, the offensive line got better. Oh, David. Why? Because of injuries. All those guys were there. The Bears didn't put them there until they were, they were desperate. Oh, David Montgomery began, began running, running for a lot of yards. Wow, look at that. Why is that? Oh, well, because Cordero Patterson was hurt, and they had to use the one running back who was left. Oh, Mitch Trubisky looked like a real quarterback. Why is that? Well, they cut the field in half. Every time he threw, threw from the pocket, he threw an interception in the end zone. It's just idiocy up and down the line. Step back and see it what it is. The Bears want participation ribbons for being nice in the hallway. They don't want they don't want Super Bowl they don't want Lombardi trophies. They don't know how to get there. They're so they'll settle for nice and that's it. I this collaboration this current, this current situation cannot exist, will never lead to a championship. Collaboration or no. Can I can I chime in real quick too, guys? The idea that the Bears need to go to a conservative run heavy offense will not win a Super Bowl in the modern NFL. That's not gonna happen. You need they need to find a good quarterback. Period. End of story. Like it, nothing. Like you look at even the right. Titans. They run the ball better than any team in the league. Look where they're at now, sitting at home on Championship Sunday. They were there <laughs> last year and they got blown out. Yep. Yep. No, you're right. Until the NFL changes again, and I'm sure it will at some point in time, maybe in a decade or two, where it goes back to running the football and tight ends and things like that. Um, you're right, studs. I mean, you have to in the modern, unless you have elite beyond elite defense. You cannot survive in, in this NFL without an explosive, well, not all explosive, but a really good offense that puts up 25 to 30 points a game. So that is very true. Um, next cut here on what Mark heard. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the first time ever I will have played a cut for you guys that Mark has actually not heard. I saw the headline of this cut <laughs> as I was <laughs> as I was I was sifting through all the cut sheets that come to the score and yeah. this one uh, just intrigued me. I can I can so, vouch for this cut, Grody. I've heard it. It's good. Is it good? Yes, is it, it is. good? Okay. Good. Oh, good. Wow. So I kind of knew what I was thinking. Um the the cut says, the headline says what people don't know about Mitchell Trubisky and it's from the former Bears defensive coordinator, Chuck Pagano. Studs, give it a spin. Mitchell Trubisky, a lot of conversation. What do people not know about Mitchell Trubisky that you got to see every day being the Bears defensive coordinator the past two seasons? I think going through uh, what he went through and then coming back and, and leading us to those those victories, you know, down the road and you know, getting us in the getting us in the playoffs. I mean, you you got you got a tough son of a gun there, uh, mentally. Physically, you know, the guy's a winner and he's a warrior. And to be put in those uh, circumstances that, that he was and to go through what he did, you know, and to stay with it. I've seen a lot of guys go the other way. We all have, you know, and for him to stay right there and then all of a sudden, okay, your number gets called again. You know, Nick goes down and then you come back in. He, he's got a lot of love and respect in that building. Those players, his teammates, they love Mitch and they respect Mitch and they, and they have his back. I wish I could have done more. You know, for for Coach Nagy and that organization, um, and for the offense and to help those guys, uh, you know. But I love Mitch. You know what? Actually, this cut is actually symbolic of what Trubisky has become with the Bears, and it shows us that love and respect and toughness—they're all great. But you know what? It ain't enough. It ain't enough, and. Like I said, those are all probably imperative parts to being a quarterback and gaining that respect. Like maybe that's the part Jay Cutler never had with the Bears, but it just shows you that those things are not enough, and it comes down to being a good quarterback. The way you throw the ball, your accuracy, your ability to read defenses, he never went wrong in the character area of his life it was just the actual playing of the football that was not good enough or has not been good enough yet for Trubisky 
Yeah. <clears throat> He's a nice guy. He can't play quarterback. It's just idiot talk. I'm sorry. You just, it just, he can't, he can't throw from the pocket unless he's throwing to the other team. It's just, what more do you need to see? But apparently, McBeavis and Butthead, George and Ted, just, okay, as long as he's nice, as long as he's respectful, that's okay. We don't care that he sucks in playing the game of football. It's just, it's completely misguided, and it's just idiot actions. I'm really, oh, I'm so tired of this, and I hate Matt, 847. Texts us. He's he's listening to us while walking in sunny San Diego. We hate this Ugh. person. Ugh. Hate but this we do person. appreciate you listening to us from yeah. sunny 309, San Diego. 309, love the suckage. Listening in normal. There you go, Mark. Listening in normal while fixing my mom's microwave. Normal Tom. Spire for um, 40 bucks. Buy her a new one. Yeah. Listen, I mean, come on. Just, yeah. And so this is... The, the, Listening to the radio at my kitchen table whilst working on a 30-pack. Bosses you know, at work. You guys we, we suck, really, Mitch. We really got Central Illinois coming in strong today because another one listening Represent. In, in, a par- yeah. right? in a parking lot in Peoria, Notre Dame High School while my son is actually – oop, it just flipped on me. My son is actually practicing, I think. I don't know. I just lost the text. But anyway, shout-out to Peoria and Normal and Metamora – Jacksonville, what's going on today, Central Illinois? It's great to hear from you on the big show. 815, listening to Saturday Suckage on my way to band practice where we wake, bake, and certainly suck. Zach in Lincoln Park. All right, one time at band camp? All right. (laughs) (laughs) We have somebody listening in Pontiac, which is like my halfway point to normal Illinois. And they, they have a prison there. That's what I know about Pontiac. They've got a big maximum security prison. So, hey, hey, everybody, be careful. Um, all right, do we continue on here? I know we're running sure. out of time. We might not get all our cuts in, so settle that's down. That's all right, Scott. we got We'll be all right. That's why we suck. Go ahead. Yeah, that's why we suck. Um, okay, so we, we need to hear this again. I know that some of you probably have heard this cut on the score, but Sean Desai is the Bears' new defensive coordinator. Sam Acho was on the score on the Lawrence Home Show with Zach filling in, and this is what Acho said about Desai as we talked about players and coaches vouching for him before he was hired. This is before he was hired. Go. He has all their credentials. When you think about the hiring trends in the league, people who not only come from within but come from successful tenures, uh, he has every single credential to not only be a coordinator but to be the next great coordinator, number one. Number two, he has the experience. So he played. He was with Vic for four years, essentially Vic's right-hand man. Yes, Ed Donatello had, had been with Vic as had been with Vic in San Francisco as well. But Doc, as we call him, Sean Desai was the guy right everywhere Vic went. Sean went right there. They, they walked hand in hand. Number two and number three, he's got the intelligence and leadership skills to do it. When you think about intelligence, if you're going to be the coordinator, you have to understand all levels of the defense. You have to understand the the front end, the defensive line. You got to understand the the, la- the linebackers in the middle, and you have to understand the secondary as well and be able to call plays. He's intelligent enough to do that, but also he's got the leadership skills as well. He's been tenured, right? People are saying, well, he's only been a quality control coach. He hasn't been a coordinator or a position coach yet, and all these things only for one year. Uh, he's had opportunities, but he, to be court to be interviewed, but those opportunities have been blocked. Right, the Bears have blocked him from interviewing because they understand how valuable he is. And so my point is, if you understand how valuable he is and how much of an asset he is to your organization, then uh, I think you understand his value, and he should be he should be the next guy for the job. Yeah, you can only block a guy so many times before you promote him or let him go. And I do wonder, Steve, if Sam, seriously, if Sam Acho's very strong recommendation right there was heard by the Bears. And because, and I say that because George McCaskey has a very close relationship with Sam Acho. Like, those two guys are tight. And I know George McCaskey's always listened to Sam Acho, you know, for for things off of the football field, and that's a pretty strong recommendation on the football field. Well, uh, we don't know. We, as a texter notes, we hope Desai doesn't suck as badly as this show, and so we thank we thank that. <laughs> Nothing we can do about that. Yeah, and there's two other two other texts I want to leave before we get on. We're going to talk Bear uh, Bulls with Rick Camp in just a moment. Three one two. Uh, listening in the same parking lot I do every Saturday in Northbrook, waiting for my son's appointment to end. It's what I call a perfect Saturday. Both the show and the errands suck equally. That's from J.K. Bang, J.K. exclamation point. 
and I love this A15. I'm listening on the couch with my headphones on while my wife is telling me that I should start wearing protection after three kids. <laughs> hey, another yeah, know- uh, Central Illinois uh, listening in Urbana, Illinois, and then from the oh, 217 hey, Mark. Grody, yeah. I don't consider Urbana to be Central Illinois. Really? Is, no. It's it's like, that's like uh, East Central Illinois. Oh, why don't we ask Alice? Because... Uh, I mean, I guess we can't. It's technically be... in the middle of the state, so if we want to say that, but I consider it to be more like because it, it's it's more east than it is central. You know, you're right because when I did work and because I work for people who don't know, I worked in Peoria, I worked in Springfield, I worked in Lincoln, Illinois, and that was never part like Urbana was never part of our like service area. So yeah, and so that that's a good point. You're right. It never it, it never was on the map for us. In covering, um, what about Decatur? Is Decatur Central? Oh, Illinois? Yeah, that's for Central sure. Illinois. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it says, "Mark, remember, Decatur hates you," and I think that's a reference to the fact that I once um, applied for a job there, auditioned for a job there, and then didn't get the. It was for a morning show, which I really wanted. It was an FM morning show, and I didn't get it. So Decatur hates me. Well, yeah, and I think we it worked Decatur. out for you in the long run. Yeah. We do too. Yeah, no, I actually Decatur. love Decatur. I actually go on the radio in Decatur like during the football season um, once a week to talk with one of my guys there. So I actually do like Decatur, but maybe they just didn't like me back. You know? Change your radio name to Dandy Decatur here for the big six hundred. It's actually All a right, good one radio last, name. One last text for now. We'll get to more. Uh-huh. These are wonderful. 612, but not where you think it is. Working, delivering Amazon groceries. It's important to have food for game day tomorrow. Love listening to the score. Signed, Michelle. Well, we thank you for listening, Michelle. Delivering groceries, yes. This is a run-up to the Super Bowl. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, the Bulls have won three games in a row. It took (laughs) Billy Donovan 15 games to do it. It took Jim Boylan 123 games to do it. It just keeps getting dumber, and the change just keeps looking more and more overdue. So all of a sudden, they look like a team. The core, the bench, the, oh, my God, look at that. It's actual basketball. It's going to take some adjustment. We will talk to Rick Camp, host the score pregame and postgame show on the radio, after this. Saturday Suckage, thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.